0: I am so grateful for the presence of the Lord in this place. I honor each of your presence this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we can, I want us to go quickly in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Hallelujah. I want to look at verse number 14 through 18, Matthew chapter 25. I'm gonna be concluding my sermon series on this morning. I've been on a sermon series called All Things New. So grateful for the presence of my mom in the house of the Lord today. Somebody say, hey mama. Hey, mama. Hey, my mama in the house of the Lord. So grateful for her this morning. I'm reading for the New King James Version of the Bible. The Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods. Somebody say his goods. Yes, to them and one he gave five talents to another two and to another one each according to his own ability and immediately he went on a journey then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents and likewise he who had received two gained two more also but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lord's money Verse number 14 says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject, preserving the new, preserving the new. I I said throughout this sermon series that we've been purposed for the new. Tell your neighbor, I've been purposed for the new. That means that everyone as a believer, God has an expectation on our life to do something new in our lives he's always doing something we've got to know that God is always trying to do something in our lives then I said that there's this thing um, called preventing the new there's some things that the enemy wants to do in our lives because he knows if, the, if God can do a new thing in our life the enemy knows that it causes us to come against his kingdom so he prevents um, the new from coming in our lives and then I talked about being positioned for the new somebody say I'm in position We've got to be in position for God to do a new thing in our lives. But here's the here's the real critical thing. I think we've got to preserve the new. It, it makes no sense for God to do a new thing in our lives and we lose it. Tell you neighbor, I can't afford to lose it yeah when God releases a new thing in our life in the, in the life of a believer it's his desire that that thing remain uh, if it's marriage God wants the marriage to remain if it's money God wants the money to remain I know y'all may not like that but yeah that's, that's not prosperity preaching if God gives it to us somebody say he wants it to remain yeah. if he's called you into ministry he wants it to remain uh, it's important to note that when God does it, he wants your marriage to last. I need us to understand that he wants your ministry to live and he wants your money to be long standing. I-, I need somebody to receive that on this morning because what the Lord produces, he desires for it to be perpetual. That, that means it has no end. Somebody I say it has no end. When God gives us, this is why the Bible says that the blessings of the Lord make it be rich and addeth no sorrow to us. When he gives us something, he wants it to be perpetual. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's good news to me. I don't know about nobody else. But this is why the Lord declared this in Isaiah 66, um, six, verse 22. The Bible says, for as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord. So shall your descendants and your name remain. Somebody say he's talking about me. In other words, whatever God places in my life. And when I I speak of descendants, somebody say the new thing, the The very thing that he births out of my life. God says, I want it to remain. And as the Lord declared this concerning the children of Israel, so it is his desire for us. If he does it in your life, he wants it to remain. And here's the critical piece of that. Somebody say, if he does it. Yeah, 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 because many of us know how to make things work for ourselves and make things happen for ourselves. And we wonder why we lost it. Somebody say, if he does it, if he does it, he wants it to remain. But the sad reality is for many believers, when God does something new in our lives, that does not remain. It's not even that it does not remain. It's also ruined. It's one thing for God to do a new thing and I lose it, but I don't want that thing to be ruined. I'm just saying Pastor Keith what are you talking about Matthew chapter 9 verse 17 says this and no one puts new wine into old wine skins for the old skins would burst from the pressure spilling the wine and ruining the skins this means the level of care that we give concerning the new thing that God does in our life will determine its condition and will determine if it's continual I hope y'all just caught what I just said. Uh, How I care or or, or give attention to the thing that God does in my life will determine its condition. And it will also determine if it's continual. Somebody say that's up to me. See, y'all ain't like that. I'm I'm saying it's not the enemy. it's It's not nobody else. It's not your haters. Somebody say it's up to me. Because if we can be honest, watch this, if we don't take care of our marriage, it will not last. And if we don't take care of our ministry, it will not last. And if you don't take care of your money, somebody say it won't last. Yeah, y'all know we don't regret, we don't bought some stuff off of Amazon right now that y'all regretting. Because if God gave it to you, watch this, and you don't care for it, it will not last. So for much of what ends in the life of the believer, even if God gives it, watch this, it's not the enemy. Somebody say, it's me. See. see, a lot of us like to blame the enemy. Somebody say, stop lying on the enemy. No. It was not the enemy. It was you. No. It's not the attacks of the enemy. It's not the attempts of the enemy. Because preserving the new thing that God does in our lives, somebody say, it's personal. It's personal. See, y'all don't like that. Because some of us, we love to blame the enemy. My wife was just talking about it this morning. No, it ain't the mics. We just got to get better mics. Somebody say, that's the church. It ain't the, it's not the enemy. Okay. <laughs> we, I, I'm, I'm talking to Miss Nicole after church. We're going to get better mics. Let, let me go to the next screen for me. Watch what Isaiah 54, 17 says. No weapon formed against you. Somebody say he's talking about me shall prosper in every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn this is the heritage somebody say this is my inheritance of the servants of the Lord so if God does a new thing in my life the enemy can't touch it no tongue can rise against it so if I lose it somebody say it's me oh I know somebody somebody worried right now cause y'all thought the enemy done crept in your marriage no it wasn't it wasn't the enemy somebody say it was you yeah, this means even the attacks of the enemy against a new thing in your life. Uh, watch this will not prosper because the ability for it to be preserved is personal. Y'all heard what I just said? So so I want to say this because I, I don't I want to make sure I make this clear. It, it may not be you in the marriage, but it's somebody in the marriage. Y'all heard what I just said. Alright, I don't want I, I, I don't want nobody saying I lost my I lost my boot because of me. No, it could have been cause of them. Okay, y'all, y'all stand with me. So we have to stop blaming the enemy for what did not last in our lives, and be honest and declare it was us. This is why the Bible says, "Let every man examine himself." Listen, I know it was some stuff. It wasn't nobody else. It was just me. And this is why Jesus admonished to his disciples with these words in a lot of portion of Matthew nine seventeen: "New wine is stored in new wineskins skins, so that they are both." Preserve. So in other words, God says, if I'm going to pour new wine, you've got to have a new mindset that there has to be something different about you to handle what God is placing in your life. This is why God ain't going to drop no wife in your lap and you still raggedy. He knows that you'll ruin the marriage. Somebody say don't ruin what God gave you yeah don't ruin what God gave you as it is the Lord's desire for the new thing in our lives to be preserved so it must be for us I gotta say God if you give it to me don't let me lose it God if you give it to me God calls me to help it remain if God produces it in our lives it must be our desire someone say it gotta be my desire for it to be preserved I don't know about anybody else but whatever God does in my life I want it to have longevity I was just talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying they that getting ready to celebrate 30 years. I-, I thank God for that in their marriage, because I want the same thing for my marriage. And if God gave it to me, somebody I say, I want it to live. I-, I want to declare over it, you shall live and not die. I can't afford to lose it. And the good news is I believe God gives us wisdom and instructions how to preserve the new thing that he produces in our lives. My prayer this morning is that if the Lord produces a new thing in our lives, is that we ensure that it's preserved. Yet hear this, before we examine our text, I want to admonish us to never covet what we can't handle. Did y'all hear what I just said? Never covet what you can't handle. Somebody might be saying, what do I mean? Watch what verse number 15 of our foundational text says. And to the one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. But watch what the latter portion of the text says. To each according to to his own ability. In other words, the new thing that God does in our lives is supplied according to our grace. Everybody's been graced to handle stuff. So so I don't want to handle, I don't want God to give me anything that I ain't graced to handle. Because if I'm not graced to handle it, someone say, I'll ruin it. Because he knows what, says what you can handle. So one of our prayers has to be, God reveal to me what level of grace you placed on my life? I need y'all to hear something. Everybody in certain seasons ain't grace to be married. Everybody, God might call me the pastor, but when He called me several years ago, I wasn't grace to handle the assignment. So I've got to make sure that I don't step into any new season without God's grace. Someone say, I need His grace. Yeah, y'all, we stepping into stuff we ain't got the grace to handle it and you wonder why you lost it. So our prayer must be, God, only give me what I've been graced to handle and stop trying to fight for stuff that God ain't give you the grace for because you can get a thing out of season and kill you and that thing. I've said this before and I want to drop this off again. There's a a fruit in Jamaica called the aki. And watch this, a lot of people will try to open it before it's ripe. And, and it tastes good when it's already ripe, but it'll kill you if you eat it before it's time. Some say it's poisonous. And many of us have killed ourselves trying to obtain stuff that we've not been graced to handle. Some say don't kill yourself. kill yourself. Yeah, don't kill yourself. This is why some pastors losing their minds trying to take on assignments they were never graced to handle. Wait till you have grace. Watch what Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and our Father, who has loved us and give us an everlasting consolation and good hope. Watch this, by grace. That means grace will govern what you've been given. Did y'all catch what I just said? Yeah. Grace will always govern what you've been given. Yeah. That means the new thing is, that is applied in our lives survives to the degree that you've been graced. It's only going to survive to the degree that you've been grace. I ain't getting into business with nobody and they ain't grace to be in it, because I may be graced for it, but they not may not be. And we gonna ruin somebody say all of ourselves. So let's examine our text so that we can glean wisdom on how to preserve the new thing that God does in our lives. Here's the first portion of the text. Watch what the text says: Who called us His own servants? Somebody say His servants. The wisdom you will, um, that you have will determine if you watch this, um, what you have will withstand. The wisdom you have, the wisdom, wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. wisdom. Will determine if what I have will be withstand. Uh, in other words, it, 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 this means that if I want something to be sustained in my life, watch this. I need sustaining wisdom. Yeah. Somebody might be saying, what do I mean? Watch what first Corinthians chapter 319 says, for the wisdom of this world is foolish with God. That means all wisdom is not sustaining wisdom. Did y'all catch what I just said? Some of us think we got wisdom, but it's not sustaining wisdom. This means wisdom that is carnal, can't keep nothing. And many of us are trying to keep stuff that God gave us with carnal wisdom. And here lies one of the problems with many believers is that we think we can sustain what's been given by a sovereign God with worldly wisdom. And some say it don't work like that. I know you thought that you could just get you a little bit of wisdom off of this podcast that ain't got nothing to do with God. But some say if God ain't in it, it won't last. Ooh, I know you got some old wives tales in your family and you thought if you just made you some black eyed peas on the new years that everything was going to be well somebody say worldly wisdom y'all done made black eyed peas year after year and your life still jacked up somebody say that's worldly Why this you won't keep your man getting wisdom from your friend who stay in her flesh somebody say that's worldly you won't keep your business getting wisdom from that broke mentor somebody say that's worldly and you won't keep your money while she's getting wisdom from your cousin with that bad credit. Somebody say, that's worldly. I'm not getting, I'm not getting wisdom from you because you got bad credit. Okay, y'all don't like that. You think your cousin everything a bag of chips. That's, that's somebody say, that's worldly. Because wisdom that is worldly will not cause anything to withstand. So here's a word word of wisdom. Some may not like this, but even personal wisdom is not preserving wisdom. What do I mean? Consider what Job says in Job chapter 15, verse eight. Have you heard the counsel of God? Do you limit wisdom to yourself? In other words, even you don't know everything. Tell your neighbor you don't know everything. It does not matter your background. It does not matter what you've been through. When you limit wisdom to yourself, what you have will not last. I know that happened in your last relationship, but did God give you wisdom on this new one? I know that you went through X, Y, Z with your mama and them, and you thought you could give somebody counsel on X, Y, Z. But if it's not from God, someone say it won't last. Some of y'all think because of my background, Pastor Keith, you don't know what I've been through. I got a whole bunch of wisdom, but did it come from God? I said, so therefore, if you're struggling to sustain what God has given you, then you need to ask yourself, where did my wisdom come from? Where is my wisdom coming from? Because I'm going to tell y'all this. Listen, being married, you need wisdom. Trying to navigate life. Somebody say, I need wisdom. You need wisdom. And you don't need just any kind of wisdom. You need wisdom from above. And somebody might be saying, why is this significant? Because sustaining wisdom is sovereign wisdom. In other words, I've got to have wisdom from God. And here's why this is so critical. Your journey is personal. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So watch this. I could be going through something similar to Brandon, but because my journey is personal, I need personal wisdom. Did y'all hear what I just said? And this is why I always say this, that um, the Bible says that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. But it never says that. Watch this. A multitude of counselors is safe, but it's not sovereign wisdom. So I might listen to my wife for something. I might listen to my mama for something. But I need to hear the last voice I need to hear from. Someone say it's God. I try to tell folk all the time, and you've got pastors around here saying don't ever make a move without hearing from their pastor first. Somebody say that's demonic. Demonic. Listen, I'll talk to you, but listen, I'm going to tell you to talk to God as well. I don't want that kind of pressure on my life. Matter of fact, I can't handle that kind of pressure watch what Proverbs 2 6 says don't be mad nobody before talking to me because I'm your pastor I'm the voice assigned of your life yeah your voice is safe but it's not sovereign watch what Proverbs 2 and 6 says for the Lord God gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding this is why preserving wisdom requires submission to the giver if God gave it to me then I need his instruction his direction, and his wisdom on it. And yes, God orchestrates people in our lives to get counsel and wisdom from. I'm not negating that. I want to be able to help give counsel and wisdom to the saints of God that God has given to me. But I never want to be the last voice that you hear in your heart. Woo! Did y'all catch what I just said? Somebody say that's reserved from God. There's only some places in my life that are reserved from God and God alone. I be trying to get counsel from my wife and I love my wife, but there's something about hearing the voice of God concerning my life. Someone say that settles it. If God is the one who gives it to us, then we need his wisdom. I need to ask God, God, give me your wisdom concerning this thing. God, give me your direction concerning this thing. God, give me some instructions about how to navigate this journey because my journey is personal. Because if we can be honest, watch this, if God does not give us wisdom, we won't know how to keep our money. If God doesn't give us wisdom, I won't know how to keep my marriage. If God don't give us wisdom, watch this, I don't even know how to keep my mouth. Somebody say, if God don't give me wisdom, if God don't tell us what to do, we won't know what to do, let alone keep what he has given us. And watch this, it's important to note, hear this, that submission to the giver requires not only hearing wisdom, but heeding wisdom. I think the worst tragedy with a lot of believers, we love to sit under wisdom, we love to say my mentor is such and such, we love to say that I listen and I hear God, but we don't want to heed his wisdom. So it's one thing for you to be able to hear from God and hear from the third heaven, I know you was in the third heaven, but did you heed what the third heaven said? Somebody say, I've got to heed his direction. Yeah, God, if I'm going to submit to you, I want to hear it, even if I don't like it, because here's what we do. We hear from God and we don't like what God has said. Right. So, God, I heard you, but I don't want to heed you. Yeah. Somebody say the devil is a lie. Yeah. And you wonder why you in the predicament right now because you heard from God. Thank you. You you're a prophet from the third heavens, but you still a raggedy prophet because you did not heed wisdom. Because the problem with many believers is not that not that we don't hear God, but they don't need they don't heed God. Because what we heard, someone say, I ain't like it. it. Yeah, because when he said the way you're gonna keep your marriage, watch this, is to submit yourself under your wife. I know you a man and I know you're the breadwinner, but that's sometimes why I just gotta listen to Serena. (laughs) See y'all don't like that. I don't know, no men don't like that. (laughs) Because it's not what we like, we don't want to heed it someone say help the people watch what he says to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 12 28 he says observe and obey all these words which I command you that it may go well with you and your children after you why should somebody say forever I've got to submit to the giver listen and I'm saying this and I'm saying this with all sincerity come to your pastor come to your prayer partners come to those that we co-labor amongst, but at some point when I really want it to go well with me, and somebody say forever, forever. I've got to get on my face, I've got to seek the voice of the Lord, and I've got to ask God for wisdom. Amen. And here I, here's what I will say. God can't speak through your, the, the man of God, the woman of God. God can't speak through that, those things. But somebody say, test the spirit. Test the spirit. By the spirit. Yeah, just make sure your pastor ain't, he could be on that juice today. And y'all know what I'm talking about. You got some pastors on that juice, that drink. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. They ain't all the way there. Hey, every pastor ain't all the way there. And this is why if we desire to preserve the new, then we must submit to the giver. Somebody say submit to the giver. Now let's look at the next portion of the text. And the Bible says, and delivered his goods to them. Your perspective on what God gives you is different when you understand that it does not belong to you. You look at the blessings and the things that God puts in your life when you realize, oh, that don't belong to me. Somebody say it don't belong to me. Despite what you may think, the career he gave you, somebody say it don't belong to me. The car he gave you, I know you thought you had a little bit of money in your pocket. Somebody say it don't belong to you and even the creativity he gave you somebody say it does not belong to you watch what um, Psalm 24 and 1 declares the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein this means nothing we have and that includes the new thing that God does in our lives belongs to us somebody say it don't belong to me and watch this if you play around with stuff that don't belong to you it will not be preserved don't play, somebody say don't play with other people's stuff this is why they say don't play with nobody else's wife, don't play with nobody else's kids. Somebody say don't play with nobody else's stuff. See, y'all like to play with a lot of people's stuff that don't belong to you. Somebody say don't do it, don't do it. Uh, don't Watch this, and if you don't believe me, don't pay your mortgage. Don't pay that car now because you thought because you said, Mr. Cole, tell them it's the truth. They don't own it until it's paid off. So I say don't play with other people's stuff. That's the worst thing I don't want nobody Repoing my car because I ain't paid no car note. It does not yet belong to me. I, I'm looking at my car note right now. I was telling my wife I got about $200 left. It's going to belong to me after I pay that car note. They would tow your car if you try to play around with that car note. And just as it is with your car note, so it is with the new thing that God does in your life. Somebody say, don't play with God's stuff. This is why if we desire to preserve the new thing, then it will require stewardship of the gifts. I've got to steward stuff that don't belong to me. I don't want God to say, I need a report on what I gave you. And I realize the condition in which he gave me don't look like when when he gave it to me. Somebody say it matters, it matters. Yeah, it matters how I handle other folks stuff. This is why you can't be going to other folk house talking about. Listen, one thing about me and Serena House, and y'all gonna notice if y'all come to our house, and I promise, I pray that once we get our house, a lot of y'all gonna come over that you can't wear shoes in our house. And the reason you can't wear shoes in our house, because it's our house. Y'all, y'all might, it's a whole bunch of stuff that you might do in your house, but don't do it in my house. Somebody say, that's my house. And if you can't follow my rules, somebody say, get out. So, 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 God does. He does the same thing. This is why. That's what our foundational text reminds us. He said, this master says, I'm going to deliver his goods to them. So when God gives us something in our lives, somebody say it don't belong to me. It It don't belong to me. So do you treat your, here's a critical question. Do we treat what God gives us as his own? Do we act like the new thing that God does in our lives belongs to God? Those are critical questions. Oh, did I put those other up here? Listen to what I said. Uh, do you treat your spouse like they belong to God? Do, do you treat your job like it belongs to God? Do you treat your money like it belongs to God? And you wonder why you can't keep no job. Maybe you don't treat it like it belongs to God. Y'all know how I feel about my job, right? <laughs> But I, told, but I told my job, I'll never leave in a way that's dishonorable. Yes. They didn't find anybody for my spot. Yes. So I said, I'm gonna stay yeah. until you get things in order. Yeah. Because watch this, my job don't belong to me. Somebody say it belongs to God. Yeah. That's why some of y'all ain't getting no promotion yet, because you don't believe your job belongs to Him. Because watch this, if you don't Treat all of that stuff like it belongs to God. Someone say God is the best repo man. God will repo what you don't respect. God will come and take your stuff. Someone say it don't belong to me anyways. And I want to drop this off real quick. Don't let nobody treat you or talk to you like you don't belong to God. Now that, now that, that right there, that's a good thing right there. I, I'm not gonna let nobody treat me or talk to me like I don't belong to God. Somebody say I belong to God Yeah, I belong to God I belong to God because if they don't treat you or talk to you like you belong to God then before God removes you Somebody say remove yourself. I don't need God to remove you from my life. I'm gonna remove myself uh, I don't know who needed to hear that Somebody say I belong to God You better treat me like I belong to God Go ahead and remove yourself So for many believers could it be that it was not the enemy who stole it, but G But God just came and got his stuff back Did y'all hear what I just said? I know the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy But some of that stuff God just come had to come and repo that stuff because you did not treat it like it belonged to God It's some stuff that God had to say kids. I gave it to you and you did not respect it. I'm so careful with my wife I have to go listen I, when we get in an argument are we going through I gotta hurry up and come back to her quickly because if I don't, if I don't respect her like she belongs to God God will take her from me I hope I'm helping somebody you don't need no premarital counselor you don't need no you just need to treat them like they belong to God so here's a word of wisdom Some of us need to stop lying on the devil. He didn't steal it, you just didn't steward it. It ain't the devil. Somebody say, it ain't the devil. Consider the response of the rich man when he heard that his steward was wasting what belonged to him in the latter portion of Luke 16.2. The Bible says, he said, give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be a steward. God will take what you take for granted. Did y'all just hear what I just said? God will take what you take for granted? Ooh, somebody say, don't let God repo your stuff. He'll come in the midnight hour. Yes, he will. And take your stuff. He'll take your stuff. Therefore, our prayer must be. Listen, that man ain't, te- that man ain't take your wife. God just took her from you. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yeah, treat your wife like she belong to God. Therefore, our prayer must be that what God gives us and when he does a new thing in our lives, that we're always mindful that it don't belong to me. God, help me to make sure and I give care to the very thing that you placed in my life like it belongs to God. And I listen. I know it can get tough on jobs. I know it can feel difficult when you work with people who have no love for God. But I got to know that they don't dictate what God does in my life. So I've got to know, God, I'm not worried about anybody else at my job. I'm worried about what you think because I know you gave it to me. Somebody say it belongs to God. This is going to help some folk, even for spouses that don't treat them like they feel like they should. I know your spouse might be difficult to live with, but that that spouse came from God. Somebody say if it came from God. Because some of y'all got spouses off all kind of online data stuff and it was not God. I ain't talking about everybody, cause some God can move through the online dating. I'm just saying, you know how you your profile picture was not godly. It wasn't godly, that ain't, that ain't God, y'all. You got somebody, but I don't know if it came from God. Watch this, because the ownership of a new thing will dictate the stewardship of a new thing. And this is why Paul admonishes believers with these words in 1 Corinthians 4 and 2. Moreover, it is required in stewards That one be found faithful God is going to say if I gave it to you it's required of you to be found faithful. Listen I'm trying to help somebody today. Don't be going on no folk job and you calling out all the time. Don't be going on folk job and you take it they give you an hour lunch break and you taking an hour and a half two hours. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I've got to treat it like it belongs to God. Okay. Listen, I'm tired of them folk giving me work after hours, but I know that God gave me the job. I'm going to treat him like it does. So faithful stewardship is required for what God gives us. And that includes a new thing. So here this. I'm almost done. It's going to require stewardship of the gift. It's going to require submission to the giver. And watch what verse 16 and 17 says. Then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. It's important to note that God has an expectation that what he gives us will grow. There's an expectation on that, y'all. Therefore, if we've declared that God gave it to us, we must always be assessing, is it growing? If God gave you the marriage, you got to ask yourself, is it growing? Is my marriage the same way? in year one that it is in year 15? Oh, somebody say if it ain't growing, that's a problem. If God gave you the ministry, listen, I'm always tough on myself because I want to know God, is it growing? And somebody say it ain't always tangible. There's some growth that takes place in the spirit. There's maturity that I can see. There was one thing that I used to get mad and quick about in, in my marriage, but I don't do that no more. Somebody say that's growth. So so it ain't always tangible. I ain't talking about you having 17 kids because you shouldn't. Have, that's just a little bit too much. And watch this. If God gave you management over the business, has it grown yet even more? Watch this. It's important to know that what you commit to the will of God and the service of God will grow. Watch what the living Bible version of Proverbs sixteen three says, commit your work to the Lord, then it will succeed. So by default, if a thing does not grow, it will die. And this is why much of what God gives believers die, because many believers fail to commit what the Lord gave them for his glory. If God gives me the marriage, God, I've got to commit it back unto you. We love to get a preacher to come and do the vows, we done got personal vows, we done just said all that, I done took all my time to write these vows down and then we never seek God anymore concerning our marriage you expect God to grow that you never committed it to the will and the service of God it's good, all that look good we done had a good time at your wedding but this is why your marriage jacked up right now Because you did not commit it to the will and the service. I prayed. I labored. I know the Bible says to write the vision down and to make it plain. And I I, I wrote it down and I started the business, but I never asked God for any more direction. You wonder why I die. Someone say I did not commit it to the service of his glory. So, so, so if I want to preserve a thing, I've got to commit it to the service of his glory. And the reality is, if what God gives you gives Him glory, then God will cause it to grow. I, I love what Lay always says. You can give her all the accolades in the world, world. She'll say, "To God be the glory." And this is why. This is why. Y'all probably like I ain't never heard of Layisha Walton, but she can get a William McDowell to come and minister at our conference. She can get um, um, Naomi Rain and those to come and minister alongside her because she gives God, Somebody say glory. Yeah, give God glory. That, that, that I want God to get glory out of this. Uh, so the reality is he'll cause it to grow. Watch what Psalm 104 31 says. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. In other words, where the glory of God resides, it will also remain. Therefore, we have to ask ourselves, whatever God has given us, whatever new thing God has done in us, does it give God glory? Because what produces glory, God is intent on it to be preserved. This is why we exist, y'all, to give him glory. So he's not going to waste allowing you to keep a thing that don't give him glory. Somebody say, make sure you give him glory. That 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 has to be the key thing in whatever God gives us. Uh, Watch what the contemporary version. Watch uh, before I jump there. So that means our prayer must be that our relationships give God glory, that that, that our resources give God glory and that all that we receive. God may give you glory. This is why watch what the contemporary English version of Isaiah 42 and 8 says, my name is the Lord. Hear this. And I won't let idols or humans share my glory and praise. And the sad reality is that many believers use what God has given them for their personal glory. Men will use the church God gave them for their glory. Men will use the career that God gave them for their glory. And men will even use the connections that God gave them for their glory. And you wonder why it did not last they stole god says i'm not gonna share my glory with another i know you think you all that i know you think you god's gift to women but in other words you're saying you're taking his glory for yourself that's why you can't keep no woman now because you think you god's gift to women somebody say i'm gonna say don't steal his glory glory belongs to God and God alone and whenever we attempt to take the glory that belongs to God God will cause that thing to not remain that's why we're minus watch this in 1 Corinthians 10 31 therefore whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all to the glory of God I'm gonna get God when I talk to Laisha I'm gonna get give God the glory she gonna, she gonna say it because in whatever she does she wants God to get the glory This is why if we desire to preserve the new thing, then we must ensure that what God gives us and the new thing that God does in us is reserved for the service of his glory. Listen, I'm so glad that God sent Julian in the midst of our ministry, but I want the gift on his life to remain. And I always want what he does for God to give God. Somebody say glory. I'm so grateful that how everybody orchestrated and came together for our fifth church anniversary this place was packed. I have, Laisha them had me in tears, but I want to make sure that the gift on Marina's and and Laisha and Amari's life gives God glory. So that it always, and God can use folk that give him glory. We want God to do all this stuff in our life and God know if I give it to you, you ain't gonna give me glory for it. So why would I give it to you? This is why you got to try to do stuff on your own because God knows he can't give it to you because you're going to try to steal his glory. So this I'm done, y'all. The new thing that God produces in our lives must be preserved. If God gives it to me, I want it to be perpetual. If he produces it in my life, I want it somebody say to remain. And as I may mention in this sermon, much of what the believers lose in their life is not because of the enemy. We've got to stop lying to ourselves. It's not the enemy. Somebody say it's not the enemy. If God gives it to me, he says that the blessings of the Lord make it the rich and out of no sorrow to me. God, the enemy, he's not going to cause the enemy to snatch that from you. Someone say, I just lost it. Yeah, I just lost it. See, we don't like to do that level of introspection because we want to. It's easy to blame the enemy and rather than ourselves. In other words, we have the ability to ensure what God has given us is preserved. Therefore as God does a new thing in our lives, it's vital that we submit to the giver. I've got to ask God Somebody say get on your face and ask God for direction God you got to give us direction. You got to give us wisdom. You got to give us instruction And I know it may come from people but say ultimately I need it from God And then I've got a steward to give don't be playing somebody say don't play around with people's stuff Yeah, don't come around playing around with my kids. Don't don't play with my stuff. Don't 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 play with it. And y'all know how we act when we put when people play with our stuff. We don't want folk playing with us. Let alone God. You playing with God's stuff. We've got to be a good steward of the gift. And we've got watch this. We've got to do all that God gives us for the service of his glory. I want my marriage to glorify God. And yet, beyond preserving what God has given us, although I made mention of this throughout this sermon, consider what the latter portion of verse 29 declares. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. The reason why we can't afford not to preserve the new is because when we don't, God will snatch away what was given. I don't want God to come and repo my stuff. You hear know what I'm saying? So I've got to commit that everything that God puts in my hand is that it produces glory unto his name. Somebody say I want to be wanted to be preserved. And here's here's the unique thing about this text. The text says that the one who did not do anything with what God gave them. The master said, I'm going to take this and give to another. I said this throughout my sermon series. I said we will thank God for prophetess Beyonce because watch this, you're not irreplaceable. Did y'all hear what I just said? Some preachers get to a place where they think that nobody can take my spot in God. Somebody say you can be replaced. He took what this man had and gave it, somebody say to another. I don't know about anybody else, but let us stand to our feet. Whatever God gives us, God, we want it to be preserved in our lives. Let us not lose it. Let us not waste it. I don't know. Think about what God has given you. And I need to be so clear. The Bible says how can two walk together lest they agree? Y'all heard what I just said? So there's some things that you can do all you can in your own power and it's not you. Somebody say, it's them. Did y'all hear what I just said? So I don't want nobody walking away this morning to beat themselves up, and I was trying to reconcile with such and such. I was trying to be in relationship with such and such. But you may have done all you can, and y'all know who who said it. Donnie McClurkin. after you've done all you can, just stand. Because you've done all you can, and some folk will just walk away because they've been disobedient themselves. Somebody say, that ain't on me. All right, I don't want nobody to walk away feeling sad this morning. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for your presence in this place. We honor you, God, that you do all things new. God, we want you to continually to do a new thing in our lives. We've never at this place of arrival, God. So continue to do a new thing in our lives. God, thank you, God, for this sermon series, God. Thank you, God, that we understand now, God, that we've been purposed for the new. God, it's an expectation on our lives, God, to grow and grow in you. And God, we thank you, God, that we know the wiles and the devices of the enemy that causes us to prevent the new thing that you're doing in our lives. Thank you, God, that we are now positioning you to receive what you want to do. But now, God, after you do it, preserve it. God, we pray. We're going to stop lying on the enemy, God, and it ain't got nothing to do with the enemy. God, it got everything to do with us. So, God, we pray, God, that we give submission to the giver God is you and you alone who do a new thing as your word declares you make all things new so God we ask for your instruction we ask for your wisdom we ask for your guidance for the one God who's trying to start this business give them instruction for the one God trying to navigate the relationship give them instruction for the one God who's trying to make two pennies into a dollar the budget ain't lining up God give them instruction For if you gave it to us, God, we need your wisdom concerning it. And God, we pray, God, and we know from today on forward, God, that none of this stuff belongs to us. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. God, it don't belong to us. So help us steward your stuff. God, we don't need you coming in the midnight hour and snatching away, God, what you've given to us. So, God, let us treat it with great care and the condition that, God, you've given it to us, God. Let us make it better, for it belongs to you. God, we thank you, God, that we will give you the glory. Let that be our, our, our desire, our heart's desire, God, that everything, God, that you put in our hands, God, will give it. You'll get the glory out of it, God. Our marriage, our money, God, our ministry, God, you'll get the glory out of it. Get the glory out of our lives. Don't snatch it away, God. Don't take what you've given us and give it to another. God, we thank you, we are in, for preserving the new thing in our lives. And every believer that believes, and every believer that desires for whatever God places in their hand, that it be preserved, that it be perpetual. Somebody say, thank God. And amen. Somebody give God a hand clap and pray.